Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, this is Kevin McDonnell and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. A few months ago, I was given this impossible challenge, which was to secure a no-money-down property deal within 24 hours. So the team at Progressive Property set me the challenge to see if it was really possible to get a property deal using little or none of your own money, but not just secure that deal, but secure it within one day. The reason they set me the challenge is because Within the Progressive Property Facebook community, which is over 25,000 people now, you regularly have people posting saying no money down is not possible. And you see people post on different forums and in different communities saying you can't do property, no money down. You need to buy houses with mortgages. And they set me the challenge to prove that it wasn't just possible to do no money down property deals. It wasn't just possible to secure properties using little or none of your own money. But more importantly, it was possible to do it in just one day. So the Progressive Property team showed up at my property early one morning a few months ago and they gave me this challenge to go to a town somewhere in the country that I'd never been before to secure a deal. Now initially I thought I was going to my own area but I had rules and the rules were I couldn't use any of my own money. I couldn't use any of my contacts or my current contacts in property. And I was going to a town that they chose. So a town that was not my area. So I ended up in Norwich. Now I'm from the, the, the Midlands, so up around Nottinghamshire. I ended up going to Norwich for that day. So what I'm going to do now is talk you through that challenge and what I went through during that day. Uh, the, the different challenges I came across, the different obstacles I hit, And we've got a video of the very challenge on the Progressive Property YouTube channel. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play that video and then break it down for you and talk you through the obstacles I hit and why I said certain things at certain points and just how I felt in general through the day and how I overcame the obstacles as they faced me because it was a challenging day. So let's get started. Here's the challenge. Need the phone to ring. I need something quite urgently. Get in! This is one. Ready? But I gotta write this guy's number down before I forget it. That was a disaster. Twenty-four hour no money down challenge. So what you're telling me is I've gotta get a deal in the next twenty-four hours. So the team showed up at my property at six AM in the morning. I knew they were coming, but I had no idea where I was going to be going or what the challenge was going to be. I was feeling kind of confident because in my head I thought, it's just going to be my area and I've got to do something that I know how to do, which is structure no money down deals. But the challenge wasn't as easy as I'd have thought. It wasn't my area. I couldn't use any of my current contacts, any of my current funds. Once they told me where I was going and what I had to do, I could feel the pressure ratcheting up a few notches but I still thought this is going to be a pretty okay and um, challenge and something I'm going to be able to achieve in the day. 
No money down property investing. What is it? It's where you can build a multi-million pound property business using literally none of your own money. Now that might sound crazy to you, but it's exactly what I've done to build a multi-million pound property business and what many other people in this country have done too. You just need to have the knowledge to know how to do it and that's exactly what I'm gonna show you how to do. So I just gotta get a deal for no money down in 24 hours, like a lease option, a rent to rent. Hang on a second, it's 6.30 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So I don't have 24 hours, because how am I going to get a yes at 2 a.m.? That's your problem, Kevin. So agents close at 5.30, so I've got 11 hours plus whatever I can do this evening after the agents close. And the clock started at 6 a.m. this morning, Kevin. So when I realised my 24-hour challenge was actually cut to a lot less than that, because I'm home in my house at 6 a.m. in the morning, and my own area is an, where I invest is an hour from my home, I'm still thinking I'm going to my own area, but I'm realizing that actually I don't have 24 hours because I can't get a deal at 2 a.m. In the, in the night. So my time really was cut till about 5, 5.30 in the evening when agents would close, maybe a couple of hours afterwards for doing some uh, you know, knocking on doors and stuff. But in reality, I was facing a 12-hour no-money-down challenge. I began to panic a little bit. Got to get to my area. I've got about an hour to get there. Should be there before the agents open around nine o'clock. I mean, I'm the nominee down guy. I can do this. I can get a deal done by the end of the day. I'm very confident. One thing before we start, you got some rules. Okay. No contacts. No gold mine area. So I'm not going to my area, and I'm not allowed to use any money whatsoever. Yep, has to be no money down. If I'm not going to my area, where are we going? So we are going to Norwich. Where the f**k's Norwich? <laughs> Once I realised I wasn't going to my own area and I was going to somewhere I didn't know. I, I mean, when I said, where is Norwich? I know where Norwich is. I'm more, in my panicked head, it was more about how far away is Norwich. So what was it? Norwich is a two-hour drive from my house. So my time was getting cut massively. Two hours drive to, the, to get there. So... What I actually did that you don't see in the clip is I chucked the car keys at one of the, the team from Progressive and said, you're driving because uh, I got to do some research in the car. I got to learn a bit about Norwich as I'm driving there. So I didn't have much time on the ground once I arrived. Ah, putting together a plan. So I'm, I'm just taking down the phone numbers of all the estate agents. So I got, I've got all their numbers to ring them. I'm thinking about putting it out on Gumtree, thinking about just going on spare room and arranging viewings of some landlord's houses for rooms and then offer them guaranteed rent while I'm there. I'm thinking about putting an ad on Facebook. Join requests. I can't join. I've got to wait for somebody to accept me. Oh man, I'm struggling there. Are you buying breakfast? I don't like English sausages. While I was in the car, I knew I only had a day, so I wanted to maximise the potential of me securing a deal while I was in Norwich. To do that, I wanted to try and get direct to vendor where possible. Some great ways to get direct to vendor were through Facebook, Gumtree, online marketing platforms where people are advertising property deals. Now you might think Facebook, why would people advertise property deals on there? Well, they do within Facebook Marketplace, but also local Facebook groups. So local Facebook groups like um, buy, sell, swap, giveaway groups. The challenge I had was I joined the groups, but you have to wait for somebody to accept your join. What actually happened in reality was I only got accepted into those groups 
a couple of days after I had been to Norwich, but I pushed as much as possible where I could to try and get into as many social groups as possible around the Norwich area so I could get a running start once we arrived. So before we move on, you probably heard me say, I don't like English sausages. I don't like English sausages. I prefer Irish sausages. Irish sausages are better. Anybody from Ireland will tell you Irish sausages are better. Irish sausages, right, they taste nicer. I don't know what you do over here. It must be how you feed your pigs. But Irish people, we feed our pigs. We feed our figs. Irish people, we feed our pigs properly. Irish sausages are better. If you don't believe me, come to Ireland, eat some Irish sausage and you will know. That's my story anyway, and I'm sticking to it. I'm beginning to um, get a little bit stressed. I don't know the town, I don't know the agents, so I know where to start. We're going to start with agents, but which one? And, um, yeah, it's a bit tougher than I thought it would be. I've just found a house on Gumtree. My name's Kevin. I've seen um, the ad for the two-bedroom bed flat in Tuxwood available for yes. sale. I was wondering if it's still available. Yes, it is, yes. Would it be possible to arrange a viewing? Should we say maybe... 12 o'clock? Get in! He's going to be talking to me forever. I was, go I was just going to say, stick it in this, I'll stick it in the sat now, but let somebody talk if they want to talk. The problem is, I don't have a while. I need to do the deal quickly. Sounds like Peter could be somebody. Keith, even, I called him Peter. I called him Peter. Distress. I called him Peter. It's Keith. It's quarter past nine but I've got one viewing in the bag for a private sale house. If I've got any chance of getting a viewing with an agent, I need to book the viewings now. So I think we should do some view agents. In person? Have a chat. View in person, then ring a few. I'll go in here first. So initially when I arrived in Norwich, it was around nine o'clock. So I started ringing some direct-to-vendor leads from websites like Gumtree. The reason for that was if I was going to get a homeowner, I was thinking I can get them early in the morning before they leave and I needed to arrange something for the afternoon. So my plan was try and get some direct-to-vendor stuff initially, then speak to agents and then do more phone calls just to try and get as many opportunities as possible. To be honest, I didn't really have a structured plan. I just had a little bit of panic and in terms of where do I start? Because it was a new town I'd never been to before. I'd, I didn't know the agents. I didn't know the good ones, the bad ones. I didn't even know where the shops were in town. And I was thinking... If I go driving around town looking to speak to loads of estate agents, most of the day would go being stuck in traffic. So I just went straight online and started to ring vendors that I could find anything that was direct. The other reason was, if you can get direct to vendor, you can offer them no agents fees, which is a massive benefit as well, if you can get direct to them. What you didn't see on the video there was, the first call I made was not to Keith. It looked like the first call, because that's in the video, it was probably about my 10th call. Some of them were not very good. They were just not deals and they were never going to be deals. But you've got to make enough calls to come up with a good one. Because it was about my 10th call, I called Keith Peter. This is because I'm, I'm under pressure. The clock is ticking. I'm watching time pass me by. And I know that I'm under the challenge of trying to get this done in a day. If you had a week, you wouldn't put yourself under as much pressure and you'd be a bit more um, focused to get the guy's name right. Didn't matter in the end, but um, always try and get the person's name right because really important is rapport building. Make sure that you get people's names correctly because it'll help build rapport. Let's go then. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to... We've got three or four agents. I'm in. Can I help? It's Kevin. Nice to meet you. Um, just 
having a look really about well, a couple of things. Yep. One is, do you do corporate lets? So we're not in there because he's got to be a new investor and if he's got a bunch of cameramen following around, that's just going to give the game away. And one or two bed apartments or else a sort of four-ish bed house would be ideal. But I'd like to try and view stuff today if I could. Right, okay. Um, I would look to see if there was yeah. anything. Would a similar thing work with them where we could go in and refurbish it for them? It's definitely worth speaking to them and see if it's something. If you could, that would be great, yeah. First agent's done. Two potential assisted sale deals. She's going to ring me back. An assisted sale is where we can secure a purchase price today. We'd go in and refurbish the property and then sell it on later without ever buying the house. I would call that a positive meeting in the first agents. So they were the first two. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. Agents I've visited, and the one where I got the, the really good response and potential on assisted sales, I actually spoke to the lettings department and the um, sales department in that agency. I didn't get a great response from lettings. I got a great response from the sales agent around assisted sales. She just got it. An assisted sale, as I said, is don't buy, refurbish and sell. And I was really, really positive that we could possibly do something. And it was a great start to the day. What actually transpired was I never got to look at those properties on the day. Had I got more than a day, I think something could have come of those, but I literally just had that one day. I've got a viewing at 12 o'clock. I've got half 10 viewing at 12 o'clock. I've got 90 minutes to get another couple of viewings. And so I was wondering if you have any landlords that would be open to long-term corporate lets. Kevin's in agent number two, trying to figure out some deals. Things are sounding surprisingly good. Okay, that looks really, that looks ideal to be honest. Five potential deals. Yeah. One of them is a five-bedroom house, twelve fifty a month rent. I've just offered eleven hundred. Right. She seemed really positive. Thought the landlord very interested. Um, I love the floor plan because it's got five bedrooms, but it's also got the potential of two extras. It's got seven. Really good opportunity. But there's also four others that she's she's just said to me. The landlords are open to corporate lets on. She's speaking to the landlord right now. She's going to give me a call. Let me know if it's done or not. She's happy with the offer. Let's see what happens. After that agent, I was like proper confident. I thought this is easier than I thought. We're going to get a deal done in no time at all. We'll be out of here by lunch. Um, what actually transpired was the of those five deals, that agent didn't get back to me at all that day because she was still waiting for the landlord. So the landlord hadn't got a response to her, meaning she couldn't get back to me. And I only had the one day. So really positive agent. However, not quick enough to get me a deal done in 24 hours. 
Okay. That was a disaster. I explained what we did and he basically just said none of our landlords will be open to that. But I think he kind of knew at that point that I was um, blagging it slightly because I, I didn't know my area well enough. I think he thought he understood rent to rent, but he didn't understand the actual benefits of rent to rent to him or to his landlords and didn't really want to listen. Is that common? Um, it can be. So I always say one in 10, you can't get every agent. We've been to a few, there's only one that said no so far, but it winds me up when they still say no. So that viewing with the agent didn't go well at all. I would actually say it was a bit of a disaster. And the reasons for that though were pretty simple to be honest. The agent could clearly see that I didn't know my area. I didn't know. He asked me questions about the companies and I didn't know who they were. He asked me a couple of questions about the streets and I couldn't name any streets. Because I didn't know Norwich, I was little blagging it a little bit to try and get a viewing and he seen right through it. The benefit for you on this is you do know your areas, you do know your streets, so you do know local companies. You wouldn't come across the same challenges locally to you that I came across in that agents. So what's really important is you need to make sure before you visit any agents that you've spent enough time learning your area, know your streets, know the names of roads, know the locations of roads, not to like taxi driver level, but to a decent level where you've got an idea of the parts of towns certain streets are in. I'm not moving quick enough. It's 11 o'clock. I've only got the one viewing booked in, one offer in. Agents close in six hours, so I'm going to go back to just ringing them. I don't have time to walk the streets and speak to them. I need something quite urgently, so would you have anything with the landlords so they're looking for a quick sale? Yeah, I can't sort of think of anything we've got. That was a disaster. This man is stressing. Real life, baby, this is how it is. Um, we need to make a move, we've got viewing at 12 o'clock. So at this point, I felt like things were falling apart because I was struggling to get viewings. One of the biggest challenges was with the agents when I went face to face was get a viewing on the day. Even if they were open to working with me, they wouldn't let me get a viewing on the day because they couldn't fit me in. Then I went back to ringing them and over the phone, I just got rejection after rejection after rejection. Um, I rang over 10 agents and they just kept getting no, no, no. It was really stressing me out. The importance of this for you is that I see this a lot with the new investors. They speak to two or three agents, they ring up four or five agents and they quit because they don't get a positive response. I knew that if I kept doing it, even though I got 10 plus rejections over the phone, I still knew from my experience that if I kept picking up the phone, if I kept ringing the agents, that I would eventually get a deal because this works. Pa rejection is part of the process. You won't get every agent to work with you, but you don't need every agent to work with you. You actually only really need one agent to work with you. If you get one agent who's open to working with you, that one agent can bring you lots and lots of deals. Don't let rejection get in the way. No is not a problem. No is just something you need to go through in order to get to a yes. Gotta go. Oh, oh, oh. This is one. Yeah, um, I've just seen your advert online. I'm just calling to get a bit more information on how this rent to go on works. Basically, looking for people 
who we're trying to help get on the property ladder. So anyone who really wants to own a home, but is currently say struggling to get a mortgage or maybe don't have a big enough deposit. So we're a company that helps them get started on the property ladder. Because what you do is you rent the home today, but buy it over a period of time. You're looking generally around 3% of the purchase price as a deposit, where, where banks generally look for 10%. Yes. Okay, so I mean, if we were to find something where 2K would get you in, would that, would that work for you? In the next couple of weeks, yes. In the next couple of weeks, that'd be fine, okay. Okay, right, so now I've got a pot of two to three grand that I can put down on a house that I know that I've got in my pocket from a potential tenant buyer. We are in the game. So when I was driving to Norwich in the morning, I placed adverts online looking for tenant buyers. So a tenant buyer is somebody who doesn't have enough money to buy a house today, but they really want to be a homeowner. So what we do is we secure a property for them where they can rent it initially and then purchase it over a period of time. The benefit of this is I was trying to get a deal with no, no money down or none of my own money down. So I can use the tenant buyer's money to secure the property and then rent the property to them with an option to buy, making it a no money down deal for me and giving them the home that they were looking for. So it's a win-win. Within two hours of placing that advertisement online, I had people ringing me, including this guy who was had money ready to move for deals. This lad had mentioned two to three thousand pounds on the phone. So within a couple of hours, I had secured leads. I might not have got a deal, but I had secured leads and secured money that would allow me to do property deals. The next part of my challenge on the day was moving on to my first director vendor viewing. Great result, Kevin, but you need to be in a viewing in five minutes. Yeah, I know, but i got to write this guy's number down before I forget it, and then we can run to the car. I know I'm already late. Let's go. I've got two to three grand. I'm meeting Keith. Not Peter. No, not Peter. I called him Peter, didn't I? Or is it Keith? Here we go. Hold on. Oh, geez, that's my car. You're driving around on that. We are four minutes late to my first viewing of the day and I've got a rule of thumb. Never, ever, ever be late for a viewing. How are you supposed to show somebody that they can rely on you, they can trust you, when you can't even be able to make it on time? I blame the driver. One of the things I do is, I'm actually an investor, um, but we, we are not like most investors in terms of we don't have tenants. No. What we have is what we call tenant buyers. 170 you're looking for, they'd pay the 170, they paid in three years time, but they'd pay say three grand up front, four grand up front, but there'd be no letting agent fees, no maintenance costs. I think I really want to go another two or three years right. down that road again. No. <laughs> I had really good hopes for that. Um, Here's the challenge, right? That didn't actually go that bad. The problem is, he said himself, if we had been here last year, it would have been a yes. Gonna ring me in about two or three months time saying he's still interested. The problem is, I've gotta get a deal today. They've just shoved my spare room account down. So when we were heading to that property, even the crew that were with me were really confident we could do something. 
and in the property itself, as I spoke to the homeowner, it transpired that his son used to live in the property. He had rented it out for a while and he just wanted to sell it. Now, he said himself that if I had been there a year earlier, it would have been something he'd consider. I actually think that the property won't sell and in maybe six months' time, he'll be ringing me back looking to do a deal. Now, if it was my area, I would actually be following up with him every sort of four to six weeks to see if it's still on the market and let him know I'm still there and I'm still looking. The challenge for me was I didn't have six weeks. I had about six hours left. So I needed to get something on the day. Not a bad opportunity. Would, I believe, have turned into something, but just not possible within 24 hours. Then the day started to go from bad to worse. For one message. Just based on the um, messages for which you have sent, yeah. um, we would be unable to open your account up. So the fact that I've been with Spare Room for about 15 years and never did this, never like did that wrong before is irrelevant. Yeah, it's, it's sort <laughs> of in a case of, I mean, you could not do anything wrong and have a criminal record, but then you go and do something pretty bad, you would still be arrested. Type I know, thing. I didn't murder it's, anybody, uh, but I get it. Yeah. Kevin, how confident out of 10 do you feel you can get a deal done? Minus one. Spare room. What a disaster. So I'm actually still banned from spare room. They have literally banned me for life. Why? Well, I only had 24 hours, so I was pushing the boundaries on everything possible. What I would normally do on spare room is like phone up a landlord or arrange a, because a lot of landlords on spare room, their phone numbers are there, or I'd arrange a viewing of a property and then I'd talk to them face to face once I've met them about something like guaranteed rent or a lease option. However, I didn't have them that much time. So I just wrote one message and I copy and pasted it to 50 plus landlords as I was on the, in the back of my car driving to Norwich. It's not something I recommend doing, but I was under pressure to get a deal done in a day and they banned me for posting the same message so often and I wasn't looking for a room. I was a coming across as a company. So what's really important if you're using a website like Spare Room is know how to use it. Use it in the right way and make sure that you ring landlords and speak to them directly off the website. Don't pitch in a message within the site and you'll be you won't get banned if you do it the correct way. So very clearly the reason I got banned was because I directly messaged landlords within the site asking them if they'd be open to a guaranteed rent. Uh, don't do that on spare room. Make sure that you phone the landlords offline or arrange viewings and I speak to them directly face to face. This'll do. Nobody's getting back to me. I've got loads of positive replies but nobody's actually getting back to me with a deal. Um, not feeling confident right now. Would you have any landlords or homeowners that may be open to agreeing a purchase price on their house but letting somebody rent it initially and then buy later? No, we haven't really got any properties like that at the moment. Yeah, it's not something that we do, unfortunately. Um, I doubt it. Is this the most stressed you've ever been in your life? Yeah. <laughs> do I need to view to make an offer on it or would you...? Yes, you do need to right. view. Would the landlord be willing to take a yes subject to viewing? Yeah. We literally have to have someone 
unfortunately. Right. I'm wondering if you've got any landlords that may be open to a long-term corporate let. Absolutely. Yeah, the landlord be definitely open to a long-term let. No problem whatsoever. Oh no, sorry, you have to view. We can't take any offers without a viewing. And we can't let you view till Friday. It's Monday and I've got till five o'clock, not till Friday. It's like up, down, up, down. Is there any possibility of having anything where I could actually view today? The biggest challenge isn't finding a tenant buyer. The biggest challenge isn't finding a tenant. The biggest challenge isn't even finding a house. The biggest challenge is you've given me a day. The biggest challenge of the day, the biggest challenge I faced wasn't actually trying to get a deal. The biggest challenge was trying to get a deal in the day because I only had the one day to do it. And I sat in a cafe for hours just ringing agent after agent after agent after agent and all I got was no, 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 no. Now they weren't all saying no, they didn't want to work with me. A lot of them were saying no, you couldn't have a viewing today or no, you couldn't offer without a viewing. But actually a lot of them were open to the idea, just they need, I needed to either view or I needed to offer and I couldn't offer until after the viewing and they couldn't give me a viewing on the day. So I, it was pushing on like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the evening at this point and I was really, really stressed out because I'm thinking if I had seven days, if I had five days even, I could actually get deals done here because I had enough time to arrange a viewing and get the property secured. But I only had till 5, 5.30 in the evening before the agents closed. You might be thinking, why didn't I stop ringing agents if it wasn't working? But I only had till 5.30 it was, like I said, even from one o'clock onwards, I'm, it's clocking down from four hours to go. If I went back in the car driving around town trying to visit the agents face to face, the challenge I was going to have was I'd get stuck in traffic. They're all over town. It could take me a half an hour to visit each agent. I could have gone direct to vendor maybe, but the challenge with direct to vendor is they're at work. I'd have to wait till the evening for them to come home for work. So what I was thinking is just sit down, ring them, keep ringing them because I could cover more ground quickly. And I also still knew that it's a numbers game. A lot of them will say no, but eventually if you keep doing the right things, you'll eventually get a deal. Need the phone to ring on some of these that we offered on. Mr. Call. Right. Give me a second. Ring back. Ah. Hi, I just got a missed call. Oh, yes, is that Kevin? Yes, speaking. Hi, um, 30 apartments coming on this week. We're just getting to talk about this week. 13 apartments? Yes. Right. That sounds really, really, really good, to be honest. Um, generally, what we do is we look after all of the maintenance and the management. So, you would be signed a contract and you would pay them rent directly to us. Yes, yeah. So it's something that we would potentially be open to working on. Yeah, exactly. So Brilliant. Um, Shall I give you my email address? Yes, please. Yeah, that's great. Get in! 4.48 in the evening, towards the end of the day, and finally, we've got a yes. 13 apartments directly from a developer. The developer is open to corporate lets. The agent's open to corporate lets. She just wants me to send the contract through. She's happy to review the contract. And I've got something else. Hang on. Go 
verification call about minor car accident that you had in the past. I hope you remember that. I know, thank you for calling. I, that was really quick. Um, the accident was only about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Finally, 12 minutes to 5 in the evening and an agent gets back to me with a deal. So what it was, was some apartments that a developer had built. So they were selling off the development. They had sold most of them and they had 13 apartments still left that they were trying to sell. The developer is a developer. He wants to build property. He doesn't want to be a landlord and rent property. Because they hadn't sold them, they had put them up for rent. We came along and offered guaranteed rent for all 13 apartments. This is a perfect win-win. The developer doesn't want to be a landlord. The developer doesn't want to rent property out and manage property. He just wants to move on with clear focus to develop the next development. So... It was a brilliant opportunity, the perfect opportunity. And it came about because I rang over a hundred different agents and landlords and homeowners over the day. We've got more. They're coming through now. So where are we going right now, Kevin? We're going to view a property. Diane, who lives in this three bedroom property, is really open to selling her house, but where she can rent it initially and sell it over a period of time. I'm interested in the rental. I've got another tenant buyer. Give me a second. Let me ring him now. Hiya, I've just had your text about the interested in the rent to own program. Um, do you mind me asking what you do, Natasha, for a living? Yeah, I work in a shop and my partner um, catches chickens. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, what we'd be looking at, say, is if we were looking at a sort of a 200 grand property, we'd be looking at sort of six grand. Um, okay. Is that something that sounds reasonable? Yeah. Thank you. Right. Another person with at least six grand ready to go as a tenant buyer. Six grand's enough. We've got a potential tenant buyer there. That's three tenant buyers today, just from one ad. I'm the owner, yeah. You're the owner. Okay, excellent, right. I've got a viewing now at 5.30, so I could do any time after that, to be honest. Okay, do it at uh, 6 o'clock. So, can we do 6.30, sorry? Would that be okay for you? Okay, 6.30. Brilliant, cheers, thank you. I've just missed a voicemail again. On the video on the Progressive Property YouTube channel, they have broke the entire 24-hour challenge down into 17 minutes. So, loads of other stuff happened on the day. We got lots of people looking at tenant buyers, but I had over £10,000 worth of money available to me by about five o'clock in the day from people. But more importantly than that is, that was on one day. The calls are still coming in. I still have people message me saying they want to be a tenant buyer from Norwich. I'm passing them on to other people now because I'm not in that area. So as well as that, there was lots of viewings that we didn't show in the video. So I did a, about five directive interviewings on the day. Some of them were quite positive, but again, would have come through later. A couple of them were just a no. One because they didn't want to do it. One because I didn't want to do it because the house was horrible. Um, you got to not just do a deal just because it works as a deal. You've got to do it because it's the right house in the right location as well. Don't just do any property deal. You've got to do the right types of property deal. So even on a challenge where I had to get a deal done on a day, I still would have said no to a couple of the properties that I viewed. So the guy that you just heard on the phone was a director vendor meeting that we held about 6.30, 7 o'clock in the evening. Um, that person's property was terrible. So I think we would actually have got a deal done. Reason for that is because he knew his property was terrible. The area it was in was horrible. It was bad. I mean, there's some bad areas in the country. This was bad. Um, 
I'm really, really, I'm really, really confident I would have got a deal done with him. But for me, it just wasn't a property that I'd want to have. And I already had the 13 apartment deal in the bag at that point anyway. But just as I thought my day had turned a corner and was beginning to look really good, it got even better. They're all coming in there. Listen, new message. Hi, Alex. We seem to keep missing you, yeah. Uh, the flats I have in mind, uh, it's quite a bit tricky because we have loads. Um, you got loads? Would he be open, the developer, to a long term rental then? Yes, yes, 100%. 100%? They want a Oh, brilliant. That would be awesome. So we could get a three to five year lease on one of the flats. We could do a purchase later as well. 100%. We've got another deal. There's a deal done. Three to five years secured. Alex, I fucking love you. We have still got another viewing to get another deal. I'm not giving up yet. Oh, we've got two viewings booked in now. I forgot the calls are coming in so quick and I'm still waiting for some callbacks from other agents as well. That was the icing on the cake. Another deal. So Alex, an agent, he said he had lots of opportunities, but there was one specific property we'd been looking at through the day. And he was, him and the landlord were both happy to do it between a three to five year rent to rent agreement, but also bolt on an option to buy. So we would agree the purchase price today. And if I wanted to complete the purchase at any point during the five years, then we could buy it at any point during that contract for the price that we agreed today. At that point, I was feeling um, elated because I had achieved the challenge, but also drained as hell because it was one long day of just constantly speaking to people and stressing out and like a roller coaster of, it's going to go well, it's going to go bad, it's going to go well, it's going to go bad. But finally, as I said, if you keep doing the right things in the right order for long enough, you cannot avoid getting a deal. Hey, are you ready, Kevin? Ready. That dog's got a big stick. He does have a big stick. Hi. Hi. <laughs> That's a big stick. We started at six o'clock this morning. It is quarter past seven in the evening. That's just over 12 hours to secure the deals. One for 13 apartments, one for one property. I'm shattered, I'm done. Boys, let's go home. So that was the 24 hour challenge. Two deals secured in the day, a block of 13 apartments and one other property. Um, how did it go? I thought it went really, really well. I did face loads of challenges, but overall it was a massive, massive success. And I proved that not only can you do no money down deals, but you can do no money down deals in a day. Now, what would I have done differently? Well, if I had more time, I would have researched the area and spend a little bit more time on researching the area to find the very best streets and the very best parts of town. However, that would take about a day to do. I didn't have a day. I only had a day to get the deals. So I had to go into a lot of agents blind and kind of blag that I knew the areas, I knew the streets. So a little bit more time on research would definitely benefit securing deals. If I had a week, I'd have also done lots of other marketing, things like leaflets, postcards, um, letters to homeowners. I would have used some other marketing techniques to get me some more leads coming in. But just through estate agents alone and some direct-to-vendor marketing on social media, I managed to get deals done in a day. 
Additional marketing, if you've got more time, like the leaflets, the letters, the postcards, etc., will bring in even more opportunities. So if you've enjoyed listening to the breakdown of the 24-hour Nominee Down Challenge, then what other challenges do you want me to do? If you've got ideas on other challenges, then drop a message in the pod. So if you enjoyed this, listening to the breakdown of the 24-hour Nominee Down Challenge, what other challenges do you want me to do? Do you want me to redo the challenge but in a different area? Join the Progressive Property Facebook community. Comment. Message me directly. Message Progressive. Ring the Progressive Property office. Let us know some other challenges you'd like me to do. And let's see. Why not? I'm open to discussion. It depends what it is, but I'm open to it. Give me some other potential challenges. If you enjoyed the breakdown but want to see the actual seven-day challenge, then you can go to the Progressive Property YouTube channel. It's on YouTube. It's called the 24-Hour No Money Down Challenge how to buy property with no money. It's on the Progressive YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you've subscribed to the Progressive Property Podcast. We are out every Tuesday. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you're listening in. Make sure you're subscribed. Share the podcast. Share the No Money Down Challenge on YouTube with anyone that you think can also benefit from it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. See you next week. I've been Kevin McDonnell. You've been amazing. So you might have just heard me say I don't like Irish sausages. Uh, sorry. So you, so you might have just heard me say I don't like English sausages. So they recorded me having breakfast. I don't like English sausages. Irish sausages are better. They're just nicer. Irish pork sausages, the meat is better. We feed our cows better than English people feed theirs. And the English, you, you put something strange in your sausages. I don't know what it is. Irish sausages are better. If you don't believe me, get yourself over to Ireland. It's true. Um, before we move on, you you called uh, sausages. You think they're from beef, from cows? You said we feed our cows better. They're pigs, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Forget about. Can you that. delete that? I'm doing it again. <laughs> I I can't. I did. I did, didn't I? Yeah. I meant pigs. <laughs> it's funny. Leave it in. No, no, no. I won't. Don't leave that in. Cows. You said cows. Yeah. Cows. Everybody